Welcome back to yet another episode of The Missing Wires. My name is Alex. His name is Alex. His name is Alex. His name is Robert. (laughs) (laughs) Robert what? (laughs) No, no. No. All right. Welcome back. His name is Jose. It's good to see you. It's good to be here. It's good to see you, Alex. It's good to see you, Jose. Thank you for the tea. I'm glad you decided to accept it this time. (laughs) And welcome back, everybody out there, everybody listening. Today, we're diving into the topic of positivity. We're going to be talking about how you can potentially stay positive, the importance of staying positive. Probably also touch on the value of the times where negativity is accepted yeah, and get expected. Some, get some contrast in there. Get some contrast in there. Um, we'll touch on toxic positivity a little bit and the idea of that. Um, you got anything to add? Maybe else, anything else that you can foresee us diving into? I'm sure we'll get into some areas that we weren't expecting, yeah, as we usually do. But. As we do. And we'll find a way to tie it back in. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't make sense, we'll force it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that that's a good, broad understanding of the topic today. It's a good, broad brushstroke. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Man. kind of funny like <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's kind of funny um i don't know the idea of trying to remain positive when it's like you guarantee you know that terrible things are coming i can guarantee it I can guarantee it <sighs> what are some things that help you jose uh, not tracking every horrible thing going on in the world mm. at the same time. That's something I can't really relate to a lot of people on, I don't think. I think a lot of people like to see exactly what's going on, know what's going on, see how they can like spread awareness of it. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I yeah. appreciate the people that do spread awareness of a lot of the problems that are going on in the world so that you know with enough awareness things can be helped right you know hopefully that's that's the hope for most people except for the people usually in power they don't really (laughs) care too much and they're not willing to do like one-on-one duels to sort stuff out yeah they'd rather like like the good old days yeah have everybody else do their dirty work for them (laughs) so um no one of the things for me is just like I recognize there is probably a lot I can do in in an awareness aspect, but in like a specific actions based scenario where it's like, okay, like I live in Bellingham. I'm not rich. I don't have resources or a lot of things that I can do. So why am I going to worry about so much more than what I'm capable of? Right. And yeah. so for me, something that helps a lot is just like not really paying too much attention to 
like big news things going on everywhere because yeah number one a lot of it's just like to keep me distracted like my attention is what's important to a lot of powerful individuals individuals out there like our attention is like one of the only currencies we have to give beyond our money yeah um as well as our data and i'd rather just like focus my attention on helping the people around me as much as i can and pushing forward for the things that i already have in my life that i'm like okay this is something i can do yeah um and i think that it's really important for people to find out like how they can maximize their own energy in that aspect because you know me putting my energy towards like climbing is going to be very different from somebody who doesn't climb and doesn't even like climbing putting their energy towards climbing they're going to be burnt out within the first day or two yeah. you know whereas me i'm still climbing after years and years and years so i guess my point being is that like find what you can invest your energy into in a way that's going to like get maximized returns um as far as like what it does for you your physical health your mental health whatever it is um and how, like how much it helps others and like invest your energy there because there are going to be people who people who have energy to um go out and protest people who have energy to be on social media spreading awareness of different events and occurrences in the world that yeah. like aren't being talked about enough there's going to be people with energy to do all of these things um that other people may not have that same type of energy for yeah. like i'm on social media for like 10 minutes and i'm burnt out like not feeling it anymore yeah you know yeah. uh it's just not something that i have energy for it drains me so quick whereas other people could be on it literally all day yeah and they'd still have energy for it so it's like try and find that in your life and then invest into that and i think by everybody finding like the things that work for them as far as helping other people go and staying positive and using their energy efficiently the more people that do that the more it creates like a butterfly effect or a cascading effect yeah. where everybody's kind of starting to work together symbiotically without even being fully aware of it just by utilizing themselves to the best of their ability and cascading that throughout the world you know yeah it's like i help you and that inspired you to spend your energy helping someone else in the way that you help other people and so if you're giving all this energy out that like is causing everyone else to give their energy out in positive ways helping people then it's like whoa like really butterfly effect like impacts potentially the entire world yeah. like if you live like that on a day-to-day -day basis like i don't know i mean i don't know like how every chain reaction in the world is going to affect everything yeah. but if I'm like part of that reaction, I want it to be in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and if you have any, you know, any inclinations towards the thoughts of collective consciousness, you know, yeah, um, absolutely. Even just by us having this conversation, or or you thinking those thoughts, is potentially having an impact out there. Yeah, since thoughts are energy, and that that might be uh, transferring already beyond and and or before action True. takes place even before speaking those thoughts took place mm -hmm. you had those thoughts in your head um yeah i think that's i like that you bring up the um awareness of world 
things, world events, world catastrophes, world tragedies. Like I've, I've had this conversation with people multiple times and <clears throat> it's really interesting to consider that, you know, for a long time, humans, we lived in small communities, like not super massively large communities and certainly not to the scale where we actually knew what was going on on a daily basis beyond our small communities, right? Like you can go back and say like village type small, or you can even go up to where it was like city, but small city before internet and like small city, you're not knowing everything that's going on around the world all the time. And you're, mm-hmm. and you're barely knowing what's going on in the town over yeah. when the newspaper gets to you from there. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're not learning about it that day and you're probably not seeing videos of it. Probably not. No. It's like, oh, yeah, there was like, you know, a, a, a mini massacre happened over here and 20 people got killed. And you might just read about it back then when the news hits. But it's like right now you just get a video watching somebody with a gun mow people down or very recent things talking about the Israeli and Palestine shit. It's like you're watching people parade bodies around the street. Like, it's crazy to consider that it's like humans already could break from very localized trauma. Like you people already break from individual trauma. And then now we are in a position where everybody has access to the entire world's trauma. Yeah. And it's like, we are nowhere near equipped. I don't think. No, like, I don't think people are capable (sighs) At all, and I man. think it shows a lot in the U.S. and I'm sure in other countries too. But I see it so much in the U.S. Like people are just anxious and afraid. Anxious and afraid, yeah. And sad, and and the sorrow is one thing. Um, but most people are not properly equipped, like you said, to deal with this level of trauma yeah. that you're seeing on a daily basis. Yeah. And, and that's another thing. It's like, I wouldn't say that I'm like disconnecting myself, but like I said, I'm putting my energy where I know that I can yeah. utilize it the best. Cause I think that's going to be more helpful than me dwelling on stuff that I can't yeah. physically change. Yeah. And it does like, it's kind of an interesting thing, but like, This is something I haven't even really considered before, so we're getting into new territory. But the feeling that I have from social media and like sitting there and like specifically within social media, doom scrolling, obviously you can use social media for much more constructive things, but doom scrolling is definitely a thing, right? And so it's like you're sitting there um, doom scrolling and it turns the essence of life or the the fact that there's so much going on all the time it turns that into this like spectatorship like it's like all of a sudden you're you're not engaged because like you know that you really really can't like like directly do something like sometimes i mean sure like maybe you can send money to somebody who's there and that's pretty direct and maybe like you can actually help somebody get out of a scenario if you send them money directly like that's pretty direct and that's pretty awesome that we have that capability now 
Um, but it's like if it's an issue that's across the world and maybe they don't have a thing where you can send them money and it's like you just know that they're like there's people over here that are suffering and they're fucked and it's like all you can really do is tell other people about it to raise awareness but at the end of the day like the people with capital and power and or an organization of some kind whose like goal it is to help people is gonna do the direct helping um so it's crazy that it's like i don't know it it makes I feel like it kind of makes life feel like this passive movie like that we aren't actually able to engage with or impact. I feel like it reinforces the narrative that, oh, well, you're just one human and you all you can do is sit and watch and maybe you can make some noise. We'll let you make some noise. But it's like, other than that, it just like, Whereas like when you're dealing with a localized problem and you're only focusing on localized issues, you have access to complete direct action, right? Like you go downtown, there's people that are homeless and what we have an organ, we had an organization in Bellingham, right? Who was just setting up and feeding, giving soup to homeless people, right? Like that is super direct, super tangible. It's like, we can take a localized problem and be like, oh yeah, look, there's people that are just hungry and cold on the street. Right, like maybe we can't fix that entire problem, but hey, we can directly do something to help. We can put food in their tummies, warm food, right? Like, and you can't do that with a fucking issue that's across the world, and you can't do that when you're doom scrolling all day. It's like that. It, it's weird, man. It feels like it takes the, or not takes, but it's like reinforcing the the. Like, yeah, you don't have anything you can do about this scenario. It's like it just—it's like, damn. Like, are we all gonna like be sitting inside watching the world burn, like on our phones? You know, like yeah. when when the when when the end of times are here, is it like people gonna be <laughs> posting about it and like just watching it happen, right. basically, right? Like, and like, how many things will we just sit and let watch happen? I don't know. It's it just is a weird feeling. So, mm-hmm. and uh, to wrap, you know, bring it back towards the the direction of the conversation. It's like I I like wholeheartedly think that you know your approach of not necessarily like ignoring or disconnecting from, but I, I think it's like a realistic approach because I don't know, like a, like. Like I feel, like what we stated before, is that we're not equipped to handle that type of fucking trauma. Like that, we're not equipped to handle that amount of negative and traumatic and just absolutely tragic shit, right? Like, and it's like everybody knows that there's tragic things going on, but then there's this weird issue of humans where, like, we, we, everything's a spectacle. Yeah. So it's like, right, like. Such a car accident on the side of the road that looks really bad. Everyone slows down so that they can look at the fucking accident. Yeah, it's like everything's a spectacle, and it's weird. It's like I don't know if we we can do something about that, or if we can actively and consciously try to be like, okay, I'm not gonna like get like drawn into this like because it's a like it's almost a form of entertainment, but it's not like but it's not like right. You're not. It's not like a happy or like you're you're stoked on being enthralled with yeah. this, but you are absolutely enthralled. It is like you're fully 
engaged with this thing because of how like the severity and the tragicness and the trauma basically of the actual shit. And it's like, it's very intense and it's very much like, it's, it's crazy, right? Because it's like, yeah, you can't just ignore everything. Obviously, there's plenty of horrible things going on, but then, you know, where do you draw the line? Where do you find the, the happy balance? Where mm-hmm. do you find like, okay, like, can we, can we have awareness about all the issues? Yeah. Certainly not. Yeah. I mean, like, especially not if your awareness of issues is actually just directly tied to what's being fed on the media. Yeah. And I mean, both social media and mainstream legacy media um, and independent media, like there, you know, there's going to be different things reported in all different areas, but a lot of the time those things line up together and what gets pushed on my Instagram feed is some of the same things I see pop up on YouTube and on YouTube clips of Fox News and CNN and yep. shit and other legacy media, MSNBC, yada, yada, yada. Can you name a few more, please? Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Not off top. Um, so it's, it's like, yeah, if, you're, if your awareness of issues is being directed by that, which most people's is not, not to like, not to harp on anybody, but, but right. Like things going on in Ukraine and everybody is talking and knowing about Ukraine, right? Yeah. Well, shit's been going on in Ukraine for a very long time and people weren't talking about it. And actually during the stuff that was going on in Ukraine, there was also plenty of like absolute horrible things going on in other places too. Like yeah. Yemen was having a fucking oh, fucked up shit was going on there. Like they're literally, and I'm sure there's like multiple other places where like terrible things are going on. Right. And it's like, and then like you, you know, I can open my newsfeed and see also like floods and, and like, you know, people die, like a bunch of people died in a certain place from a big flood yeah. that happened. And like, and now we have the Israelis Palestine thing, which like, I am beyond sure that there's been shit going on there for a long ass time too. Right. Like it's, that's a sent that's a massively long shit going on problem. <laughs> in and out of Israel for yeah. as long as can be remembered. Literally. Really? Yeah. So it's, it is interesting when it's like, that, that gets interesting for me when it's like, we, like just moment by moment pick a spotlight and then everyone gets riled about a specific thing and it's like yeah. dang, we're only riled about this because like we're all collectively spotlighting it for the moment and for what and for why yeah. why is it being spotlighted at this moment yeah. it's been going on for a while yeah it's like i don't know that, that's just kind of interesting but it doesn't it's not conducive to fucking feeling good right like when you're constantly bombarded with like the tragedies and the atrocities that are taking place across the world so. Well, I think some people also like take that on themselves. Like, why should I feel good mm. if there's all of these atrocities happening in the world? Mm. Like, Interesting. you know, it's, it's a bit of a sort of a martyr thing and also sort of like a, well, you know, why, why do I have the right to complain about this when there's like people suffering through this, which like mm. I agree with to an extent. It's like, yeah, there's room for you know, I, I think I can gain some perspective of like, okay, shit, like I'm upset about this, but like, I don't need to be upset about it because like there's way worse stuff happening in the world. And this is like, you know, yeah. a staple through my thumb on a bad day. Yeah. And maybe not, not that bad. That was, right. that was exaggerated. It's like a splinter or something, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. And I think it's kind of cool. The, some of the points that you brought up, it, it had me thinking it totally is just like a game of like, Hey, let's sell tragedies. Let's, like, and I, I do think there needs to be awareness of things. Like yeah, I've said, absolutely. I think awareness is important, but it almost makes me wonder, like, what if humans collectively, like, 
sold good news instead of bad news, you know, like from the get go. What if they had? What if good news was the only thing you ever saw? Like, how would that have a chain reaction in the world? What would be the outcome of like people only ever getting good news? I, I think it'd be a really interesting study to do in like a small to medium scale where like you take a thousand people and you give them phones and all the stuff you have on that phone like the only things that they can look through is just good news just good like good stuff that's going they're on. not allowed to look at any news or talk to anyone about any news ever except yeah. for the good news that they see on their phones um or like whatever is given to them in this study and to see to track them and see the effect that it has on their lives their mental health their like how much they help others yeah um it it'd just be it'd be really weird because like we're so conditioned at this point to see terrible news and expect terrible news but then we're almost like extremely interested in it like we can't stop talking about it like oh hey did you hear about the shooting like yes it's awful it's like so heartbreaking and blah 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 yeah but it's just like every other day especially in america i know other countries aren't used to this but it's like in america it's like every other day what shooting there's been four last week which one are you talking yeah. about like what what are you referring to yeah. um and yeah i don't know it, it, it's like what is the current chain reaction of tragedy and terrible news being sold and like all of these stories like oh it's a big story why is it a bit why is it a big story almost every big story that you see is going to be terrible news yeah. like stuff that is just heart-wrenching yeah and what impact heart-wrenching is, or controversial yeah. yeah um and it's like what impact does that have on the world as a whole on humanity as a whole yeah to like what is it bringing out in people and is it subconsciously making people cause more tragedies like mm. on a personal level and as a whole because as humans we are subconsciously trained at this point to kind of glorify tragedies mm. in a way that well that's what sells and that's what i'm used to and that's like it's almost like comfort trauma you know mm. um in the same way that people watch um serial serial killer shows and um i don't know even horror and yeah. stuff like that um so it's kind of a interesting thing and it reminds me of the the kindness study that we learned about in um psychology class where it's they did a study to see the effects of kindness of um doing a kind act receiving a kind act and witnessing a kind act and Interestingly enough, observing kindness was about equally effective as performing a kind act or receiving a kind act. So what that says is like humans can vicariously live through kind acts that they witness in others, yeah. almost to the point where they feel like they did it themselves. And I think that if that's true what's the other side of the ladder like what is witnessing a negative act do people start to feel like they did those negative acts themselves mm. like and then how are they coping with that yeah yeah it's interesting i i i've certainly seen it feed apathy 
and feed into a kind of sense of like maybe not despair but like discouragement and like a like justified apathy like you're like i've seen people be like ah well everything's fucked up anyway so like what am i like what the fuck am i gonna do about it and like why even fucking try and like you know like and which is understandable dude it can be fucking discouraging right like it can be really discouraging to see these things to see terrible things happen dude like it's like i think of any time i've seen like you know any any tragic video at all right like um and for me like some that come to mind are like like videos of like a police officer shooting somebody who's unarmed yeah who's like got their hands up and they've like they've surrendered and if you've spent any time online you've probably seen a video like that whether or not it was taken in and out of context some people might argue about the context of those videos yeah i'm not really here to discuss that like just watching somebody with their hands up get shot by somebody who's supposed to be protecting the public that's their occupation yeah. right like that is like jesus fucking christ man you know like i'm sitting there like that's that's heart-wrenching that is like absolutely discouraging like that is something that absolutely is like fuck man like that's like breaks some of my like faith in people and like and not fully of course like i still like i know a lot of great people and i know that there's like i know that so many people have the potential to be like really fucking solid humans and really like awesome humans. Um, I mean, thankfully psychology is becoming more of a mainstream, somewhat understood topic over the past, what, like 15 years, I'd say. Um, and especially since the introduction of social media, really like that really, 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 I think did something amazing. For awareness when it came to psychological um, issues and psychological function and just the, the variations and the, um, the differences that can happen when it comes to manifestation of just any any type of psychological thing um, and all the different brains that exist you know we got a lot of different brains out here um yeah how's your gut brain no shaky yeah yeah coffee no stomach yeah no food no they show um there's like apparently don't quote me on this because i'm not like a doctor or scientist or anything but um my psychology professional who does have a phd friend said that you have the same amount of gray matter in your gut as like a cat's brain interesting so like your gut processes I'd assuming what that I'd assume that means that your gut process is at about the same level as a cat's brain. So it's like, you know, they call it your second brain. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. Um, maybe you haven't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, your gut is your second brain. And mm-hmm. like, that's why a lot of, um, autoimmune diseases and different things like that are centered around like your nervous system and your gut, right, yeah. because like you get your gut right. And then you start to feel better in all sorts of ways. Like it just gets better and better. And all these problems that you've been suffering with in your life tend to clear up. Um, They talk about that. They they talked about that a lot at uh, the seminar I went to, the resilience wellness 
naturopathic clinic that I was telling you about um, in that seminar. A lot of stuff boiled down to like, you know, the food and the gut and what you're putting in there. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. But yeah. um, I want to encapsulate and uh, put a package on the things we just dove into. Yeah. But basically that doom's calling is not conducive to positivity at all. No, it is not. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's absolutely, it's insane. The, uh, the impact it has like on a day-to-day kind of basis. If you're, if you're just constantly witnessing tra- tragedies yeah. and atrocities. So, yeah, I I like that. I like being aware and I like knowing what's going on, yeah. but also, you know, absolutely to, an, to a certain extent. Like, there's a limit. There has to be a limit, you know? It's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's enough for me to hear that there's tragedies going on. I'm not going to seek out a video about the tragedies and I'm not going to seek out a conversation or an argument to have about the tragedies really. Like, yeah. Unless somebody re- like directly wants to like, you know, be like, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, it's like my buddy, my buddy brought it up in the kitchen the other day, the Israeli Palestine stuff. And like, yeah. He kind of like was going off about it and he was like, he was like, yeah, I've gotten to a kind of heated debate on like a, a thread online with somebody and then I kind of got into a debate with some people in person about it. You know, he's telling me about it and I was like, I was like, word. And then he was just like, you know, like and basically he was, I think he was just asking him like my opinion on the, on the matter. Um, and like, I was just like, yeah, like, I mean, this just sounds like some absolute tragic atrocity. You know, and it's like, um, cause his thing was that like people were picking a side in the issue to be like, Oh, like, well, if you don't support this, then you don't support these people. And like, blah, 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 blah. And like, and people are like, apparently people are talking about picking sides and the idea of picking sides yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, yeah, that's silly. Side picking is dumb in my yeah. opinion. Like, and of course, I mean, there are exceptions to that rule. Like if there's, I don't know, whatever, sometimes there is a good side. Sometimes there's yeah. a side that's like doing terrible things, but like in a situation where there's just absolute atrocities going on, it's like, yeah, no, like, Whoever's committing the atrocities, it doesn't matter. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. That, like, you know, like don't no, do that. Yeah. There's no way around it. Right. It's like, yeah. so, so it's like weird. Like, weird. I basically was like telling him that that was my opinion. And I was like, yeah, like, side picking's dumb. And, and this is just tragic. This is just an atrocity. Right. Like, and that was like about the extent of it. Cause I didn't really want to, like, I didn't really want to dive into it more. And then he was like telling me more about what was, what was going on there and stuff like that. And like, giving me details about stuff that he saw and shit. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to fucking in my head. I'm like, I don't want to hear more or like see more about this. Yeah. Like now I'm like, I've reached the point where I'm like, it's enough for me to know that there's just some fucking atrocities happening. Right. Like I don't want to go and view the atrocities and I don't want to hear details about the atrocities now. It's like, yeah especially when it's like, like we're saying, it's like, it's way, way, way out of my, Mm -hmm. um, sphere of 
tangible reach and impact and action. Like it's right. just so far out of that. Right. So it's like, and that this kind of like ties into like what there's like that quote. Um, that's like something All right, it's like, a accept the things I can't change. Yeah. I'll change the things I can't accept. And, yeah. The AA quote. Yeah. And then there's a, there's another piece of it. Yeah. There's a third part of it. Yeah, but a few parts. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of think of that where I'm like, yeah, like, this is just something that's so far outside of my reach. So like, what am I, what am I doing if I'm getting myself like all fucked up about it Yeah, for like a long period of time? And it's like, I don't know, you know, it's like, like something that you brought up about attention and actually having control of your attention mm-hmm. and deciding where to put your attention. Right. And like emotional stress and emotional shots can fucking really really set you back attention wise right like it really can fuck you up um you know it's just like it's like you know think of any time you've gone through a rough breakup and what that did to where you were in life and like what you were thinking of accomplishing before that happened to you right or like or name a different tragic event like or like an event that's like um emotionally rough for you right it's like just think of like what that did to the track that your train was on, you know? And like, if you got derailed, like, you know, like I feel like I've been derailed time and time again. Yeah. So, um, feel that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just something to consider, right? It's like, damn, we, yeah, we don't want to be, we don't want to be getting emotionally fucked every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's like, we, we've got enough to deal with local problems. Like, you know, your friend being like, I'm dead or my, your friend being like <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead <laughs> yo I'm gonna hit my friend up hey what's up dude what up oh he's dead oh he's he's dead yeah um you know or like your friend is like yeah my mom died or something right yeah. like like these are like actually reasonable and tangible and you can you can do something about it right like you your friend's gone you can mourn and go to the funeral your friend's mom is gone you can mourn with your friend and like try to like do something to like yeah you can you can fucking do something yeah um so it's like of course like the idea of of like being like oh like well your mom died (laughs) it's all good though man let's stay positive you know like (laughs) of course that's a silly fucking don't say that yeah like you know of course that's a silly idea um and that's not what it is you know right it's like i think that um you know just acknowledging that there's room for those times where it's like yeah you know what sometimes it is just like there's just something bad and i think like we were even saying a little bit ago there aren't sometimes there's not another angle right like Right. Like sometimes it's just sad. Sometimes it's like, yeah, dude, my mom's gone and it's sad. You know, right. Like I'm sure like when my, any of my, like I've felt before when I've had family pass, like when any more of my family passes, it's going to be just like that. It's going to be like, yeah, you know, like, well, there will be like the positive of being like, I'm, I'll be fucking eternally grateful. And I am already for the people and the family that I have in my life. Like, um, and so that will be, probably the one thing that's like not terrible in that moment is just being like able to remember them and being like, damn, like I'm just happy that I got to fucking experience them. Yeah. Yeah. The gratefulness that I, um, for me tends to come hand in hand with grief Yeah, when it comes to a person being gone. 
we talked about that a bit in yeah. in one of our previous podcasts and that's definitely something i just i think for me is key in that process yeah yeah which is like which is a form of positivity in its own right yeah. it's like agreed like that and and actually this is kind of a great example because in my opinion that's a good form of healthy positivity um and the toxic form being completely trying to disconnect from the fact that there is grief and trying to be like oh yeah well it's not that big a deal or like whatever like you know i'm fine you know like and like like that that is like a toxic route but like a route to remain positive or have some positivity within the terrible is like actually that that gratefulness and not that um that oh my god like acknowledging that holy fuck this hurts holy fuck this hurts but goddamn i'm so fucking i'm so grateful that i even had the time that i did like i didn't know right like anytime somebody dies especially if they, they you, you know couldn't see it coming it's like that's when you're like damn like i had no idea that our time together was going to be just what we've had and now there's no more um and then you can be like damn like now i really really appreciate that time that we did have like that's like it becomes like and this is like kind of a weird thing that might be like more personal where i like i I might uh, you know maybe part of me like takes for granted and i try not to because i also like we talked about try to maintain the philosophy that you can die anytime so that's like part of the reason why i like to tell my friends i love them so much and like why i like to just be like loving with people is because i'm like yeah like any day one of us could be gone you know you never fucking know um so but it is like a it is a cool way to like really kind of wrap positivity into that that terrible moment at least you know not saying every terrible moment has room for positivity some don't but um death is one that i think does um and definitely like for me that would be like a a justice and a service being done right like when i like when i'm dead like I want people to have like some happy feelings of, of just remembering. Like I want people to be like, like, you know, maybe they're crying cause they're like, fuck, you know, it's gone. <laughs> but like, yeah. but also I want them to like have like a happy thought and, and like, I want them to be like, Oh man, you know, like remember this time or like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like this was really cool. Like, you know, something like that. Like I, you know, I want there to be a positive wrapped in with the grief. Right. Like, because that's how I, I tend to handle things. So I guess I kind of want, you know, part of, part of what helps me. I, I want that for others as well, I guess. So for sure. So it's like, that's, that's like a beautiful fucking example of, of a really healthy positivity that can be exercised in the, in the presence of a terrible, in the presence of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. So. I feel that. I mean, it's like, it's kind of selfish of me. To be like, man, I don't want people to be sad when I die. Um, <laughs> like, you're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to yeah. feel whatever you want. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, I'd rather have people, like, having a good time at my funeral. Yeah. And just, like, vibing and having fun and being happy and, like, just, you know, doing things that I would do. Yeah. Making really, really morbid jokes about my death. <laughs> like, God. like... 
I'll make a few for you. Just if you die before me. <laughs> yeah, just like absolutely destroy me with morbid jokes after I die. And I would just And I'll be smiling in my grave. Yeah. I'll be I'll be smiling in my grave. Um ideally I would like to be um put in one of those decomposing mushroom suits. So like the mushrooms eat my body. Yeah. And I continue to fertilize the soil even thank, in my death. Thank God we got this on recording. Yeah. So if anyone ever tries to tries to, you know, yeah. say that that's not what you wanted. Yeah. We can be like, no, nah, bitch, missing wires episode eight. We are officially recorded Quoted. saying how I want to be handled in my death. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That or a tree. I'd be okay being a tree too because they have those pods that, you know, you, yeah. you fertilize the tree and that's cool too because you are a tree. You literally are You are now a tree. You're now a tree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just have a good time. Like yeah. cry if you want. That's cool. Yeah. But, you know, just live it up. And even at, you know, my grandpa's funeral is probably the most recent funeral I've been to. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't cry at all. And mm. I was just, I just felt happy and grateful. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't like crazy close with my grandpa, yeah. but I'd spent a decent amount of time with him in my life. He had lived with us for a bit, yeah. um, stuff like that. And he was never anything but kind to me yeah. and always had words of love and positivity and actions that showed his how much he cared and yeah. his kindness and um that's all i could think about at his funeral it's just like i didn't understand like why i didn't feel like crying at all but the 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 main thing that i could pin it to was just like i have nothing to cry about every single memory with my grandpa was just happy and good so it's like it's awesome just not really sadness there. And I mean, it'd be one thing if it was, you know, him dying at a, a young age in a tragic way. Yeah. But my grandpa was old. He lived a long life. He is probably a bit lonely at the end. Yeah. But I think that if anything, that's more due to him losing his wife earlier than he should have. Yeah. You know? And overall, it's like, okay, he lived a long, beautiful life yeah. helped a lot of people spread a lot of love and i've got nothing but appreciation and thankfulness for you know the kindness yeah happiness and love that he showed me yeah that's awesome yeah my um <clears throat> memory that i have of going to what was not even named a funeral they called it a celebration of life which i really liked and I like that a lot too. Yeah. It was for this um girl on my swim team when I was like fifteen. Um her name was Allie and her and like four or five of my other friends from the swim team had all gone on like a trip to a swim meet together. Not to swim in the meet, but like to watch the meet. Because it was like a I don't know, they, they, it was like a swimming thing and they'd gone together. And on the way back they got in a car accident and she died. And my other four friends survived. One of them broke their collarbone, and the other one like broke something else. And like, but yeah, she freaking instantly died. And 
we had a celebration of life for her. And it was like, everyone was told to wear blue because blue was her favorite color, you know? And like so many fucking people showed up. This, this, this girl was like, you know, classic scenario. I don't know why this happens. I've known handful of people like pretty big handful of people that have been absolute bright shining lights that have died young like kind of crazy now that i'm thinking about it i've known some like some of the like actually just most constantly smiling and spreading like joyous energy the brightest just like i've known multiple people like that who have just died young and it's crazy actually now that i'm thinking about it um, but so we had a celebration of life for Allie and so many fucking people showed out and that song, Mr. Blue was playing, you know, like at the, at the thing. And there was just all these pictures of her smiling and her parents just like had a just absolutely beautiful speech about like, um, them wanting everybody to think about and remember like the good times with her and like, remember who she was and all this shit. And it's like, damn. So gas, like it's so good, and it's like, and of course, like, there's a lot of tears being shed, but it's like also like, so much, just like, damn, like, that was amazing, like that was so awesome, like that, that human being, that experience right there, like, that was so cool, and even though it's over now, I can be really stoked, I can be really happy that I got to be exposed to it, got to be a part of it in some form, you know, it's like. And that's like such an awesome, uh, awesome approach. So definitely would want something like that when I go. Um, Same. But yeah, it's wild, man. I think like, I think there's so many, there's so many scenarios that there is room for um, some light. You know, there's some, there's room for some light in the darkness kind of thing. And I don't want that to be misconstrued. I think we're, saying earlier like i don't i don't want the idea of being positive or looking for the positive angles i don't want that to be misconstrued as a, a toxic positivity or a a being ignorant to the negatives that are present or to not acknowledging the reality of a situation like you know sure. i don't i don't want that to be associated although i know sometimes like there are examples of them being tightly interwoven Welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like I was telling you earlier, it's like when somebody's having a hard day, you don't just say like just be positive. Just why can't you just stay positive? Just feel better. Yeah. Like quit being so negative. Feel better. Like just get over it and be positive. Like you're not going to get anywhere just being so negative. And it's like, that doesn't, that's not what we're talking about. That's, that doesn't help people just telling them to, to be positive. And yeah. I'm guilty of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and I think part of that's just like a projection of my own inner turmoil when yeah. someone else is like being negative. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a projection of my irritation. Essentially. It's not a yeah. projection of like yeah. my love and like, my positivity it's just if anything it's a projection of my own negativity yeah um yeah, yeah. and i think it's better to just sit with somebody 
and let them know that you're there and be a positive light in their life rather than telling them like, yeah. that they need to be positive because yeah. we all go through our phases. Yeah. You know, we all have our slumps. Yeah, I think, I think like even within the same realm, it's like you can, you can sit with somebody and you can like, instead of just telling them to look for, like look for, you know, being like, hey, why don't you look for other positive things to think about this? Like, you can also sit with them and look for them yourself. You sit down and be like, can you explain, like, you know, like, hear them out, really listen to what's going on. And then you can sit there and you can sit and brainstorm on your own. Like, okay, are there, is there another, is there a positive in this? Is there a positive way to look at this? What would be a positive for this person? Like, you know, how can I, like, is there a way to turn this around for them? You know, like, do they respond well to humor? Can I like, yeah. can I bring them out with some, with some goofiness and some jokes or something, you know, yeah. like, are they more of a like stoic and logical person? So like, will they only respond to like a well-formed chain of logic <laughs> that, yeah. that, that will actually like tr trump whatever, whatever thing they were currently on, For you sure. know, like whatever it is, right? Like you can, and if you know somebody, then you know what they'll respond well to, right? Yeah. Like, um, which is, you know, a really dope part about knowing somebody, but, no <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's it's funny yeah it's like i like that that you know <laughs> you don't just walk up and be like why don't you just be positive <laughs> why don't you just suck it up dude <laughs> yeah. you suck it up it'll be fine yeah i, I think looking <clears throat> for positivity too and, and there's been studies done on this but i i also said it in my analogy with sorting silverware in a previous episode mm. and sorting silverware i think is a great analogy it's one of my favorites especially coming from the service industry yeah. what like 20 20 years service industry experience in my life give or take started catering with me mom when i was like i don't know five six seven who knows whenever she started it <clears throat> standing on a stool like doing dishes in the dish pit whatever but when you're sorting silverware, it's like you're looking for knives. You're going you're gonna to see the knives. You're going to find them real quick. If you're just like looking at all the silverware and just not focusing and, and just letting your eyes wander wherever and you're like trying to pretty much blindly grab knives, you're not going to get all knives. You're going to get spoons, forks, whatever. But as soon as you're looking for those knives, bam, you're picking them out. It's the same thing with positivity, negativity, noticing situations in your life that you can improve, noticing yeah. things about yourself. Like... If you're not thinking about that specific thing, then you're not going to find it. You know, if I want to think about all the positive things that happen throughout my day, I have to sit there and I have to think for a second Yeah. and I have to narrow them down Yeah. and be like, oh, you know, it was a pretty good day. This and this happened. I may be in a slump. I may be feeling a bit depressed today, but like I do have positive things going on in my life and yeah. positive things on a daily basis that are happening to me, whether it's of my own actions or somebody else doing something kind for me yeah. or just like my hard work every day, finally like paying off, right. making strides towards something. Yeah. Uh, we're now over a hundred listens on our podcast and that was our first milestone. Um, yeah. And that's super positive for me. That I'm super, super stoked about that. And it's like, I honestly started this with you thinking like, Oh, it'd be cool if like one or two other people like, listen to this and yeah. if they got anything out of it yeah and we're way way over that one or two people mark yeah and 
I've had people like telling me like good things that they've taken out of this. And it's, oh, yeah. it's interesting too what, what different people take out of it and how it like helps them see themselves and, and just like the different part of their journey that they're on and, and like yeah. what they needed to hear at that time. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Um, but for those non-service industry people out there, uh, maybe think about colors, you know? It's like if I'm looking at this tapestry behind you, it's got all sorts of colors, but I'm looking at red and I'm just going to pick out all the parts with red and it's so easy because I'm looking for red. Yeah. And, and I, I try to do the same thing with positivity. I definitely fail at times, especially when I'm in my slumps. Yeah. Um, it's easy to just snowball with, with negativity and hopelessness, yeah. especially given all of the hard things in our area that like, you know, previous generations didn't have to struggle with. Yeah. Um, that can be discouraging at times. And, and even as we've talked about previous episodes, just dwelling on stuff can be extremely detrimental. You know, um, it's better to just have time where you are actively using your, your mind and body to do something, even if it's idle, um, right. just, you know, doing some knitting or whatever it might be that it's a mundane task that can help you process things mm -hmm. in a more positive way and not dwell on stuff. Um, as soon as you're just sitting there dwelling, you're just, I mean, for me, at least I'm just kind of withering away at that point. Yeah. Um, I need to be doing stuff that I care about and that I want to progress in to really feel the value in positivity and action and not dwell on things. Mm. I'm sure it's the same with you based off of what I see. I know you're a Pisces just like me. Yeah. So you're pretty much the same person. It's not a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the um I like the, the silverware analogy. Yeah. And I like I like it because I appreciate acknowledging that it is an action. Yeah. It is an action of choice. And I think it feels like if you would disagree that it's an action or a choice, then maybe you like feel like you don't have the like control over your thoughts at all or over your actions. I'm not sure like which one, but I I, I really think it is an action of choice. Like because I can choose to sit down and only think about the terrible things in my life, or I can get on and doom scroll and think about the terrible things in the world, or I can choose to just not, I can literally choose to go outside and start walking. Mm -hmm. And within like five to 10 minutes of walking, I'll usually like start to look around and start to be more present. And start to appreciate, like, oh, damn, the trees are looking nice. Like, oh, it's like a little bit sunny today. There's a nice breeze. But it's not too cold. Like, you know, like, I'll actually, my mind will go to other things. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the idle, the idle processing thing that we discussed in the previous episode that um, Dr. K from Healthy Gamer talked about of like activity creating emotional processing time in the brain that's not like 
you know, like system heavy, right? Yeah. Like, cause you're not, you're not sitting there and wrestling with the emotions. Cause it's like emotions all fine and dandy, but there's times where like, just focusing on the emotion is not propelling you forward. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I, and I like to just draw a, dis- a distinction between that and acknowledging the emotion and like, you know, it's like you can, you can be with your, your grief or you can be with your um, struggle. But it's like, I think when we kind of similar to dwelling, it's like when you just, when you just hone in on that only mm-hmm. and you let it become everything, then it becomes like rough. It gets, yeah. it gets rougher for yourself. For sure. And and maybe another example for anyone who, who might not feel like they're getting what I'm saying. Like if you're sick, for example, right? Like we've all been sick and you can sit there and think about the fact that like your, your sinuses are plugged and that you feel fatigue and that you're like exhausted or whatever. Or you can start taking actions and putting your brain into a different place and that can look like a bunch of different things, right? Like depending on how sick you are, if you're only like mildly sick, like light exercise can stimulate your immune system. It mm-hmm. be good for your, like can stimulate the production of good proteins that will help your sickness and will help alleviate symptoms. Like going for a walk is amazing. Get some fresh air. Yeah. Right. That's like, that's good in the first place. Second of all, it's going to put your mind into a different place. This can look like also like, you know, distracting yourself with anime or something, right? Like or video games, or even. video games, Sometimes even video games really help me when I'm sick. Dude, Just yeah. Like great distraction. This is the, this is the thing. I think like being sick is like a, a good example, actually, because it's not a scenario where ignoring the problem is going to be unhealthy. Yeah. Right. Like, um, and I don't mean ignoring as like, don't do anything about it. Like, yeah, if you if, need to go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. If you need to take some medicine, take some medicine. If you are going the naturopathic route and you want to up your vitamin D and vitamin C and, you know, drink some teas and eat a lot of like, you know, take the herbal route, do whatever, whatever route you want to take, do the things, but to sit and just be like, oh my God, like my fucking sinuses and, or like, oh, I'm just going to like only think about and just sit here and think about them. And I'm not actually, I'm not going to take any action and do anything. I'm not going to engage with anything. I'm just going to sit here and think about how bad I feel. And it's like, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're fucking, you know, too sick to do anything. And that like, at that point I'm sleeping at that point, I'm going to sleep. (laughs) Same dude, fucking fully same. Um, but it's like, if you can, if you're not that sick that you're like actually bedridden and you can't move, um, then it's like you've got you've got some wiggle room, you know. It's like you you can take some action and get your brain into a different place. You can distract yourself. Like you don't have to sit there and just let the problem that's happening become your entire world, right? Like that. I feel like for me, it's just like, yeah, man. It, it hits hard because when I'm sick, like I don't want to be thinking about the fact that I'm sick. Like I want to do something that's gonna fucking make me make me forget that I'm sick, basically, right? Like. And I don't handle like an emotional problem the same way, but if I'm having like an emotional issue, like I don't want to just blow it up into my entire world and be like, oh man, like this is fully encapsulating my day. And sometimes it happens, right? Like sometimes I get, right? Like that's like the dangerous part of like the emotional processing, right? And like and engaging with an emotion, right? Like, cause I can, I can sit here and think of a subject and be like, yeah, that's something that annoys me. What subject? 
I'm not going to tell you. Oh. It's a secret. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You can't um, show me your drawing either. Um, but yeah, I can, I can think of a subject that like is, is annoying to me. And yeah. then I can just accept that that's that and like go on and think about something else. Or I can engage with that and start to build like a, you know, a dialogue and, yeah. and, and a rhetoric within and an it. an echo chamber. And an echo chamber. Yeah. And just fuel my own annoyance. Let's do it. And then suddenly I'll be at a point where I'm actually visibly frustrated. Yeah. And like, and I don't like that. That's actually happened to me a bit recently. Right? Like, this is like, this is like one of the things where I'm like, man, like, yeah, like you can have a feeling about something and then you can like really, really engage with that. Or yeah. you can, or you can just accept that it exists and try to find an alternate route, right? Like that's like yeah, kind of a weird area. And I don't like that either. And I don't like to that either. Easily frustrated. It feels like a weakness. Feels like a weakness. But I'm just grooving in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm always grooving in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with all that. And and I, for me, I actually do handle the mental side of it similar to how I would handle being sick or or physically incapacitated in some way, where it's like the mental stuff kind of needs the same things for me. I yeah. have to address it in you some do, way. Yeah. You do the stuff to if, take care of it, yeah, but don't, I, don't get dwelling and yeah, caught up in it. Exactly. And, and I notice too, the longer that I sit in it and the more that I make out of it, the harder it is yeah. to do the things that I know I need to do to get out of it. And, yeah. and you don't always know what you need, yeah. but taking positive action towards it, in any way yeah. is going to help light up the path. It, just like how we've talked about, like what are all the things that won't help me out of this? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. it's the, easier to think of those flip the and question. not do those and then maybe go for a walk. Like you said, cause like yeah. that's a good starting point for whether you're not feeling that great physically or mentally, you know, go yeah. for a walk or do something with your body that you enjoy doing. That's going to, you know yeah put on some music and yeah. dance yeah put on some music and dance that's yeah. for me when i was feeling really bad after nate died yeah. i had a few of his vinyls and i would just i would just go pop on a vinyl and i would just hang out and i would maybe do some cleaning yeah and it was so therapeutic it was just amazing that's i awesome. had such a good time and it always brought a smile to my face and I also, sorry, my voice is going crazy today. I also think that the mental aspect of it, of, of trying to think more positively, it's something that we, we train ourselves over time. You know, it's not easy to break out of habits that you've yeah, enforced you through your entire life. Just Absolutely. like how we were saying, like they don't teach stuff in schools as far as mental health goes, as far as like how to grow as a person, how to yeah. communicate with other people. Yeah. And so it's, it's the exact same thing of you've built up all of these terrible habits before you ever learn that this is not like a healthy way to live on a mental level or even on a physical level. Dude, I feel like at some point, psychology is just going to need to be integrated into the school system yeah in an ideal world yeah agreed it's like early on yeah because now like we're talking about like you know you, we touched back on something we, we talked on previously which is 
things that they don't really teach in school that are pretty fucking essential when it comes to actually being like a well-rounded or happy and feeling fulfilled and like, yeah. you know, being a, a decent human and, and like feeling like you can handle the world and handle your problems and whatnot and communicate with people, all that jazz, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like they don't teach like any like thought related, like how to think about yeah. um, like emotional problems and how to like, like emotional processing and, or like what are healthy thinking patterns mm -hmm. and all that jazz. It's like, it's kind of interesting. They just ex like expect everyone to develop healthy thinking patterns, or they just like are like whatever. You know, doesn't they, matter doesn't as matter. long as they pass their tests. As long as they, yeah. Because then that's you know we get funding, we're good. Yeah, we're chilling. And then, then we can get them into a job and yeah. yada yada yada. Um, I mean, it's checks and balances all the way through the school system, the work yeah. system. <laughs> if you've got problems, you can go and see a therapist. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, man, like, what if we just started really teaching like empathy and psychology yeah third grade man third grade fourth grade maybe and then fourth yeah. grade all the way through high school yeah like it's why i don't know it's wild like that i wonder what the impact of that could be like be cool um substantial i'd say yeah because it's like fuck nobody knows you know nobody's, like most people have to learn about all all this stuff and like learn about you know, some people don't even identify their psychological habits until, you know, until way later, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, and that's like actually part of, you know, what therapy does for a lot of people is like helps them identify that they're, they have certain thinking habits, right? And like, you know, some, some people don't know that they've got like, it's like an internal voice that's doing something bad, you know? And then like they can sit there and then, you know, go through a round of questions in therapy and then be like, Oh fuck. Like I've, I've been shitting on myself. Like, yeah. you know, I've been like saying, Gross. you know, I've been saying terrible things to myself, like, and like not really realizing that I was actually like saying these things and that maybe this, like the fact that I'm saying it to myself stems from somewhere else too. And like, you know, yeah. some stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's like, it's interesting that, you know, we just, we just leave that out when like psychology is such a important part of totally. like understanding yourself and, and understanding how you should behave and conduct yourself with other people and respond to emotional events and whatnot. Like, yeah. it's like, well, well, here we are in a country that has school shootings on the regular and mass shootings on the regular. And we just don't, have any type of psychological we don't address the problem whatsoever yeah there's no real real addressing the problem and it's yeah. like and then we get into controversial debates about like gun laws and stuff and like not that i really care like people can debate that all day but it's it's also like what's gonna matter when it's like we're not addressing any of the psychological problems yeah. like that are really really at the root of shit right it's like it's like sure like they might not use a gun. They might just make like a homemade bomb yeah. instead or like, or they might, you know, like whatever, pick your weapon of choice. Like, and some people would argue, well, like they would, they would not be able to get harm as many people mm -hmm. if they didn't have the gun. And it's like, okay, like that, that might be true too. But like, maybe like, like, can we just really dig in and actually maybe hopefully get to why people want to do that in the first place and why people get to that point yeah. of, of wanting to like actually do those things. And, and stop 
and stop. I don't know. I feel like it's like we just pretend that it's like, oh, yeah, some people are just crazy and some people are just fucked up. That's it. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. They're just crazy. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe that's true, but there's been a fucking History pretty, says something else. Yeah. There's been a pretty common pattern that yeah. people that are fucked up have gone through some fucked up things. Yeah. Right. It's like, so it's like, man, like, why aren't we, why aren't we actually learning psychology? Why aren't yeah. we actually teaching psychology? Why aren't we actually providing therapy on a widespread yeah. and regular type of basis? Like, For why sure. aren't, like, I don't know. That's, it seems like a, seems like it should be a no brainer almost. Yeah. Right. Like if you want a, a, a community that functions well, like you, you definitely want everybody in that community to understand their own psychology and yeah. basically what what is okay and what's not right if like somebody's like got a terrible thinking patterns it's like and they don't even know it mm-hmm. and it's harming themselves it's like if that can be like nipped in the bud early yeah <laughs> like by actually learning yeah. those things right i think that's I, I don't want to get into like a super deep controversial debate on guns or anything because I have my own viewpoints with that. And honestly, it doesn't matter what my viewpoint is with it. At the end of the day, what matters is like the people who I think are harmed by guns, whether it be the people using them or the people that they're being used on. I think it's interesting that we have so many mass shootings now. And like, it's not like there was you know, a hundred years ago, a bunch of mass killings, um, just with non-guns and stuff like that. Like, obviously part of it is the fact that people actually have access and the power to commit these atrocities, just being one human individual, like one human individual has that much power. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's individuals out there with the power to drop bombs on people. That's insane. Like the, the power to, kill thousands millions of people with one one bomb from one person um that's crazy that's it's a whole nother level but i guess what i'm saying is that i think the power aspect of it or rather the fake power aspect of it has an extremely detrimental Mm. effect on the early upbringing of people and the lack of personal awareness and psychology yeah. um, and understanding of themselves to understand what they're going through and how to handle it in a positive way um, rather than like internalizing it, dwelling on it, getting worse and worse and worse, falling into this trap yeah. and then projecting everything on the inside towards the outside world in the form of a gun i think and i've I've talked to a couple people about this in my life but i in my teens was not good like i did not have a good time mentally i um i'm not saying like i was an evil or bad person that's not what i mean by good i just mean like on an emotional level i was at probably the worst in my life um, outside of a couple dips here and there. And I really struggled. I didn't know 
how to process any of my emotions or feelings. Um, I had a couple bullies throughout my life. I um, always tried to stand up to them, but just got my shit handed to me. So it's like, what are you going to do? And, and I shit on myself for a long time. And not in like a Gross. defecating way, <laughs> uh, but in like, yeah. uh, you know, saying mean things to myself, thinking that I didn't deserve yeah, yeah, yeah. anything good to happen to me, mm. um, thinking that I deserved a lot of bad things to happen to me mm. because of moments in my life that I felt really bad about yeah. or moments in my life when I was mean to someone else. Mm. Or um, I'm a piece of shit, so yeah, I deserve I whatever's you know, coming. It's like I didn't treat somebody nicely. And now I feel so horrible about that, that mm. I deserve whatever is coming to me, you know? Mm. And I think about all these times and then I try to imagine if I had grown up with like a military father or a cop father where mm. there was like a bunch of guns in the house and they were like, or just any kind of father who like had a bunch of guns or a, a parent even yeah. um, who was like super into that. And I, you know, had some sort of access to them and i know myself like even if i didn't have direct access it wouldn't be that hard for me to figure it out yeah. i'd be able like if i wanted to that bad i would pick locks i'd figure out combinations i'd find keys i would do the dirty work that i had to to get to that source of power and i wonder had i grown up in that situation with the life that i had been going through and the emotional state that i was in growing up if i had access to that power yeah. would would my emotional path have changed would i have become susceptible to dwelling on it even more would i have become susceptible to instead of internalizing things and feeling like shit about myself and thinking that i couldn't do anything about it would i have turned to guns and been like this is a solution that can either help me hurt other people or hurt myself like would i have turned to that i don't know like i honestly don't know i think that the darkness inside a human being is really powerful especially when you start dwelling on it especially when you start wrapping up your negative thoughts about yourself and about others mm. and just continuing to wrap it up into a thicker and thicker ball of yeah. yarn that's just depressing and miserable and negative like yeah. is that if if people didn't have access yeah. to something that gave them an outlet to literally pull a trigger and change everything around them yeah. in a drastic way, whether it just be taking their own lives or taking other people's lives, like, like how does that warp their growth, like their mental growth throughout their life? Because I'm sure for me, it would have warped me yeah. into a drastically different person. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're, when that's taken away, when you don't have access to that, when it's not even ever an option, when it's something that you're kind of grown up to deplore, how does your mind go into a more positive direction? How does it find yeah. solutions that aren't destruction? You know? Yeah. And that's what I think happened with me is like, instead of turning towards destruction, I turned towards, okay, what can I do? to make myself better at some point along the way i thought 
I want to treat others better than I have. I want to be nicer to them. I want to be kinder to them. And part of that was because I felt like such shit about myself. I didn't want to be a shitty person. I wanted to help people. And I felt terrible about the hurt that I'd caused to other people. So it's like, okay, well, I need to deal with this because I feel like shit. And then I eventually forgave myself and realized that I can be the person that I want to be and I can help others and I can, I can be a positive light and I can grow myself and I don't have to be a person that I don't love. I can be, I can love myself and I can be that person and I can become the person that I want to be. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think this gets on into the realm of the impact of power. And, you know, it's like there's that saying of absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, I think that really applies here. <laughs> I think it's so just, too. It's interesting to consider. I think oh, there's, there's so many different types of power. And then when you start to consider all the different forms of power that exist, and there's some, you know, there's some positive forms of power mm-hmm. as well. Um, but it's it's just interesting to consider the effect of power on psychology, on the psychology of a human being. Yeah. Like whatever form of power you have access to or don't have access to mm-hmm. and, and how that is going to impact you. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Uh, like how there's a lot of people afraid that the government's going to take their guns. Yeah. It's like... In their mind, this is a, a power that they have. It's a right that they have. It's a self-defense that they have. And if, yeah. if you were to take that power away, how would they cope? How would they react? And, and the threat of taking that power away invokes an immense amount of fear in them. It invokes yeah. anger. It invokes various emotions that I find really interesting because it's like, then you look at countries who never had that power to begin with and they don't want it. They've seen what it's done in the U S they've seen that there's like literally mass shootings on a weekly basis. And it's like, okay, so if you don't have the power in the first place, you're doing all right. If you have the power and it's taken away, you're disgruntled and you're fearful. Um, Or if you just have the power in general, then there's a lot of people out there who haven't figured themselves out yet who are now being steered in a very poor direction because we aren't taught how to deal with trauma and we aren't taught psychology from a young age so without the tools when you bring power into that discussion too and yeah like people want to talk about getting psychologically evaluated to get a gun yeah. And then you should be trained on how to hold and use and operate a gun. But we do not have a single discussion about the impact of the power when it comes to having a gun. Yeah. Having access to a gun. Yeah. And, and how the, that changes you psychologically. Yeah, the impact of that. That is like, I mean, that's an interesting topic. Like, I, because like I said, I think any form of power is going to impact yeah. you no matter what form of power you're talking about right like and i think the earliest form of power that i ever experienced actually was the belt 
Let's <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, mine was a wooden spoon. Yeah, I got that once. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Bare butt. Yeah. 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 Yeah, people these days would be like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, times were different in 2003. Different. <laughs> <laughs> 1999. 1999. 1999. Let's see, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, times were a little different. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, it is. It is interesting to consider. But yeah, for me, you know, I was like, um, when I had a lot of weed, right? And yeah. like, when, when I was like 15, right? And it was like, I didn't have my own car, but I had friends who had cars. And I could be like, yeah, man, um, I need a ride across town. Would you, would you be down to give me a ride? And I could give you a dub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like and it it never like it didn't feel like this weird power dynamic. Yeah. And I didn't think of that as what it was. But and and because like they were stoked and I was stoked. Yeah. So it was like a really just like <laughs> really sick stoked win win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're like, dude, thank you so much. Like I got power. You, know, you got power. Yeah. I was like, the drive is worth like four dollars in gas and I'm yeah. giving you twenty dollars in gas. Yeah. You know, so I was like, um it's it's all fucking it's all honky dory, you know, it's all mm-hmm. good and good and good and dandy, good in the neighborhood. Um but that that I mean, even that is a form of power, right? It's like yeah. like being able to offer somebody something that they're willing to just be like, hell yeah, like I'll take time out of my day to come and do something for you. Yeah. Like that is like a form of power. So it is like interesting to consider the impact of that on my early psychology Mm -hmm. and how that even, you know, how that has manifested into, you know, me feeling like I have the ability to actually do things like, and like feeling like I have the power to make changes and um, actually accomplish my goals and stuff. And like how that, if that affected my psychology with that at all. Yeah. Um, I have no idea, right? I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this. This is like kind of the first time I've really considered like the aspect of the psychological impact of power and the different yeah. forms of power um, and how they, they change or don't change you if you don't have them, right? Yeah. And like all that. So it's really interesting to consider, you yeah. know, especially because there's so many different forms of power. It's like, and the impact of that on psychology is really, really interesting. Yeah. And I, I've thought of, I, I think I bring up the gun stuff because it's probably the most blatantly obvious form of how it changes people. Yeah. Um, just like. Also very much talked about. Yeah. Right now, like so. with uh, the girl in New York who like just drove up in a dude's driveway and like went and knocked on the door because she was supposed to be picking up her friend. Yeah. And she just got the wrong house. Yeah. She just, you know, couldn't read the GPS right or something and like thought she was at the right place. Pulls up on the dude's porch. Old guy just shoots her, shoots her and kills her right there. Um, and it's like, okay, so did the old man get this way just from being old and senile and developing normally as a human being and he was just way too cautious? Or did having a gun 
promote these ideas in this head that he needed to protect his property and that he had the means to do it and then created all of these other no. negative and awful ideas about how he needed to do that. Oh, don't forget the, the fear-fueled media. Yeah, exactly. That'll put thoughts yeah. in your brain of, yeah. of crazy people yeah. coming in and robbing, yep. robbing your, your home. Yeah, and they're using innocent-looking high school girls to catch you off guard knocking on your door yeah. and then they're coming and storming the place and ambushing you yeah. and it's like you know that's actually like could be a thing like i haven't seen that specific story but i'm yeah, just saying yeah. it's like then all of a sudden you're watching yeah. all these negative stories that are gonna put all sorts of crazy ideas in your head mm-hmm. and you have the power in your mind to stop that and technically you do via your gun and so it's like yeah like i i, I think it's so cool how you bring up like you know, the psychology is the psychology of before and after. Cause like, like, why aren't they, and I'm sure somebody's probably done a study, but the, the study of like taking a psychological evaluation of somebody before they have any power, before they have a gun, before they have anything. And then like right after they get it and then further out, you know, as yeah. time goes and, and seeing how, their ideas change and seeing how their evaluation changes over time. Yeah. I, I think it would be pretty eye-opening. Yeah. I would wager that there are going to be major differences in the psychology of this person. And that probably also depends on the person th- themselves, obviously like yeah. their yeah. upbringing and how far that they've grown and themselves. If they, and if they've spent any time thinking about the impact of power on their psychology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they spent a lot of time thinking about that. And also the, what age they are, which determines how much their brain has developed and how much time they've spent mm. um, with a developed brain and, yeah. and, and different ideas like that. I think it's, it's really interesting. And yeah. it also just goes to show like the power of the human mind in general um in all circumstances yeah. of of how we can really trick ourselves into like the mind itself can trick itself into um becoming something far away from what you ever want to become you yeah. know yeah through rabbit holes and yeah trenches that get dug too deep all that jazz yeah yeah. Treading into some deep waters out here. I know. I was just thinking, like, I know we were like topic today, positivity. Yeah. And I feel like we've been contrasting that a lot. Yeah. With some more deep thoughts. Yeah. But in a good way, because I feel like a lot of it's not stuff that I've really spent too much time thinking about before. Yeah. But that's... it's enlightening in the moment. That's why I love just diving into these conversations and ending up somewhere that I didn't quite think that we would end up. Yeah. But you wake was, up and you're dead. Yeah. You call your friend and he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I didn't think we would be here. Yeah. Look at us. We're here. Who would have thought? Yeah, I think it's been a, a really good time though. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I hope that nobody's feeling um, too morbid 
or negative or anything like that <laughs> after hearing all this because that was not that was not the intention um my intention is to just help others and try and be positive myself because that has definitely been a struggle at times and like even working at edward jones i think that's probably the biggest positive struggle i've ever had in my life the more yeah. and more i was at that job the more and more i couldn't find the positive answers yeah I, it just kept freaking going down just kept hill down and yeah. and and i couldn't get out of it and i never thought that would happen from a job for me yeah but it happened and yep now i'm here and i'm feeling much better feeling very positive yeah yeah i feel that i you know a little while ago i worked at a hagen and oh yeah yeah and you know i worked in the deli section and there was this woman who worked there and she was just like the type who would she would come to work and she would speed through the work as fast as she could and get done like three hours early and like you know she was like the sandwich person and so she'd speed make all these sandwiches get done with like you know 100 sandwiches yeah in like just like three hours or two hours or something or less like just basically would blitz blitz through these sandwiches yeah and she pretty much always like make kind of little comments to me whenever I was making sandwiches. Like, yeah, we, we just want to be doing that faster. We want to be making these a little bit faster. Stuff like that. And like, and you know, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not taking my sweet time, but I am like making sure that I'm making like a really like solid ass sandwich. Like I'm making a good sandwich, you know? And at one point, and like, I also like, I like talk to my coworkers, right? So like, and at some point, she like comes by the counter and she just goes, all you do is talk as she's like passing by to take sandwiches out to the wall. And this woman's like in her 60s. <laughs> and I was like, I just was like, all right, Mary. And then she just like yells something across the store at me. Yeah. And like in the middle of like there's hello customers around. Yeah. And she just yells something across the store at me, like, you're so annoying or something like that. And I was like, I know what you are, but what am I? Well, no, no. <laughs> I just was like, I was like, okay, Mary. I just said, I was like, all right, Mary. You know, like, yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna engage this fucking yeah. woman in a spat right now. In her 60s. Yeah. And I'm like, for one, your sandwiches suck ass <laughs> like every time like i pull one out of the deli case and prison's like yeah can i get one of these sandwiches i pull one of them out and it's like everything is fucking oddly distributed the sandwich sucking. doesn't stay together the fucking the spread that's supposed to be on the fucking yeah. bread is not fully spread it's just like it's like a real quick like swipe yeah and i'm like what the fuck is this i'm like i have to reconstruct every one of your sandwiches before i put it on the fucking panini grill yeah Talk about time saving. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna yell that across the store too. Yeah, and then and end up like the assistant manager or the manager of the store like ends up like walking over and like talking to her, and I was like, I don't know if she's like over there like, hey, I understand. Yeah, 
but you know, you know, I don't okay, know if she's Mary. taking her side or if she's like, Hey, you can't be doing that. Whatever, whatever the conversation was, she went over there and talked to her and I didn't get talked to. And I was like, or whatever. But that whole entire job experience, like there was some coworkers that I really liked who were really cool. And we just like had awesome conversations and we did our work. And there was customers who were like, really like I had like awesome kind of like rapport with, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it was cool on like some fronts. And then there was other times where it's like really dumb. And, uh, I, it was like, Oh man, towards the end of it, I was like, I'm so happy to be leaving like this whole thing. Like I was like, this is so fucking weird. And yeah. like, the energy in here is gross. It's not having it. No, man. It's like, it was nuts. So I was able to find some of the positivity in that environment, but I was also like, holy fuck. Sometimes it's just overwhelmingly negative. Sometimes you got to get out, you know? Yeah. You just want to like make a good sandwich and yeah. have it brighten someone's day. Yeah. I want somebody to open up a sandwich that I made for them and be like, holy yeah. fuck, this is a good sandwich. That's what I'm stoked about when I'm making food for people. It's like, I want it to be good i want their day to be better because yes. of that food yes. and exactly that's why i just really don't agree with gordon ramsay sometimes like fucking gordon ramsay dude like i'm not trying to get too far off topic no but dude I'm, gordon ramsay i'm about to attack gordon ramsay <laughs> i like i like <laughs> things about gordon ramsay but when he says that there's only one way to make something i strongly disagree with that like yes your scrambled eggs are good I've made them the same way as you before. They turn out great. I love them personally. But some people just don't like their scrambled eggs like that. Yeah. Fact. There are other ways Sorry to make scrambled eggs. Sorry to tell you that. Like some people just want the big fluffy scrambled eggs yeah. that are like airy yeah. and, and look more like yeah. big fluffy scrambled eggs than risotto. Yeah. Um, and that's what I try to do when I cook for people. I, I want to find their preferences. Yeah. I want to maybe push those preferences sometimes to maybe enlighten them in something that they might be a little surprised about. They'd be like, oh, oh I actually, actually really do like, like it better this way. Like, this is really good. But at the same time, like, if I know for a fact that my friend DC doesn't like mustard, I'm not going to put mustard on a sandwich. Yeah. I'm going to think he's weird. And I'm going to be like, have you tried Finnish mustard? There's really good Finnish mustard out there. It's way different than American mustard. It's super good, but he doesn't like mustard, so yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're going to omit the mustard. Omit it. Yeah. Yeah. 86th. Yeah, you know, well, stay positive out there. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, just be positive. (laughs) Like, if I could wrap up this entire podcast with one thing, it's just like... Just be positive. Just be positive, man. Yeah. No, don't be afraid to look for the light in the dark situations. But don't ignore the dark situations. Just just always try to look for the light, right? I think we said before, you know, it's like life is like a trail. And you don't want to rub your face in the dog shit that's along the trail. Yeah. You can you can acknowledge the dog shit and maybe even maybe you, you can even pick up some of the dog shit. You yeah. can clean it up a little bit. Yeah. You know? But you don't have to you don't have to carry it with you or rub your face in it, right? Yeah. Like there's also flowers. 
Don't be afraid to look for the flowers. What do we do? We take the flowers with the poop. Yeah. Fertilize your soil. Yeah. Fertilize your soul. <laughs> Thanks for coming if you made it this far. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been a wild ride. I made it this far. Surprisingly uh, enough. I don't know if I did. <laughs> you were drifting in and out. I did want to talk a bit more about um shine blocking. Don't do that. Yeah. But we'll get to it another time. We will get to it another we're, time. We're wrapping up today. For now, you can know. Just don't be a shine blocker. Yeah. You take that however you want to take it. Peace and love. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Peace. Peace.